imagine uh, an iceberg and then you know it's uh, you, you see the top of the iceberg above water that's what you would consider your conscious mind everything under the water is considered your unconscious mind and that is infinite right so but an ocean of consciousness why isn't it called an ocean of unconsciousness it stores everything it knows everything it knows um when uh when you do something that isn't right okay it knows when you do something that is that is right uh in other words it records everything so it records your karma you too are uh are born to uh, to blossom and to spread your fragrance so so connect and do that you know and bring that beauty into the world because uh, i can say one thing for sure there's there's a lot of ugliness but that ugliness exists because your beauty is essential welcome to the martial mind power podcast where you discover how to cultivate self-mastery towards your self-realization inspired by martial arts and philosophy welcome everybody to another martial mind power episode i have with me sifu lakloy sifu how you been been very good thank you very good thanks for uh a uh, lovely introduction and how have you been more I've been good as well my friend I've been good as well been looking forward to this and uh, just sharing some wisdom bombs again like last time and exactly. uh, yeah man so shall we dig in to the amazing all knowing all bo- knowledgeable book <laughs> <laughs> go for it man <laughs> should we do it. another random stop moment uh, as i say you know there's nothing random about it okay So here we go. Oh, okay, interesting. So we have Divine Dive. Ah. Ah, so that's oh, page, page 498 for your reference. 498. Oh, this one's um interesting. Divine Dive. Huh? All right. So before you go into it and start reading up on it, what do you think what do you think that means? So Divine Dive. Okay. jumping into the depth of an ocean <laughs> yeah going deep into the whole kind of be like water kind of element okay all right all right without reading anything Let's without reading anything. yeah that's it good good all right cool well you're on the right lines that's that's the main thing right um you know uh, like you said uh, obviously the the koan itself divine dive dive is obviously you're diving into something an ocean of something of some form um and if it's divine it's a divine ocean right mm-hmm. so this this is really this koans are one of those koans that is uh, really referring to uh submerging yourself into the deepest depths of the ocean of consciousness mm. um and uh, allowing yourself to become part of that now um some may ask you know what is the ocean of consciousness well there is an energy right there is a 
there is um, an energetic uh, space that we are submerged in all the time, even in our physical bodies, even in our subtlest of bodies, we're immersed in this, uh, this ocean of energy. And um, uh, most of the time, we're not really aware of what this ocean of consciousness is. Now, <clears throat> uh, here's one thing, right? You've got the ocean part of it, right? Which lends itself to um, the visualization that the, it's like a massive sea of water, okay? Or massive body of water, for instance, okay? Um, hence ocean or sea, right? So there is that aspect of it, right? This ocean that I refer to is not bounded uh, by, um, by land, okay? So this is an infinite ocean, first and foremost, okay? Uh, there is no beginning and there is no end. And then the other aspect of it, consciousness. So if it's an ocean of consciousness, what is consciousness? Now, consciousness, if you take things literally as conscious mind, unconscious mind, um, it means this is your conscious mind as in your critical faculty, the, the part of your, the, your mind that you use to think with, um, consciously speaking. Right, so you instigate the thoughts behind that, and then you've got the unconscious mind, which is, which is imagine uh, an iceberg, and then you know it's uh, you you see the top of the iceberg above water. That's what you would consider your conscious mind. Everything under the water is considered your unconscious mind, and that is infinite, right? So. But an ocean of consciousness, why isn't it called an ocean of unconsciousness then, right? Because, you know, if this is the, um, the conscious mind that we think with, uh, then are we talking about the unconscious mind? Well, actually, the ocean of consciousness is something even far greater than that, because mm -hmm. it's not just about your mind, because your mind is how you access the ocean of consciousness. The ocean of consciousness is this ethereal, uh, energetic, space that has imbued in it an, an intelligence, right? A divine intelligence, a guiding intelligence, and an intelligence that knows everything that exists in it, <clears throat> how it's supposed to uh, look, feel, um, uh, smell, taste, and so on, right? <clears throat> it knows and everything's shaped within it, okay? And I give you an example, right? Um, you know, you take you take a, a seed of a plant. Let's say um, a rose plant, okay? And you you sow the seed, okay? And uh, you know, you sow the seed in soil. You apply some water and let nature take its course, okay? And eventually, you know, the seed will sprout. You know, let's say it's a good seed. Uh, the seed will sprout, and they're also good soil as well in a good safe location so no birds are going to eat the seed uh, the seed eventually sprout and you know you'll get the shoot of the plant pardon me and um, the after the shoot of the plant you know eventually it will, it will start to grow buds and then the buds will blossom into flowers eventually right and you'll get more roses now <clears throat> um, how does that seed know 
it needs to blossom into a plant that's going to give more flowers exactly like the ones that create the seeds to create more flowers of itself. Right mm. now, <clears throat> there is that's a miracle. You think about that, that's an absolute miracle. How does it know that? Um, but it knows that. And that's like uh, the, the chicken and the egg situation, isn't it? Because it's like the seed creates the tree, but then the tree creates the, the seed's seed. got the blueprint for the tree. <laughs> but where did the tree and the seed come from? Because, like, what's fueling what, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, this is why uh, I refer to that as a divine intelligence and miracle mm. that's happening on a daily basis. Just need to look outside, look in, look in your garden, look in the park if you don't have a garden, right? <clears throat> look at somebody else's garden that's got flowers in it, and you'll see these miracles are happening every day. How does that seed know that it needs to do that? And how mm. does then that, that plant eventually create flowers that will contain the seeds to create more plants of itself? Um, and that's just one, one very small minuscule example how there is encoded within that seed an intelligence that that's what it's going to become, all right? And let me give you another example, right? <clears throat> Something um, kind of a bit more close to home um, as human beings, okay? Um, and it's, it's a real simple example. You take a banana, okay, right? You eat the banana, right? When you eat the banana, do I become a banana <laughs> does a banana become me right why why do not why don't i transform into a banana mm. right right and it, this might sound stupid right but there is an intelligence right which means which states that's your that banana man <laughs> yeah, it's a banana, right? Uh, some people might, yeah, exactly. Some people might say, "Oh, lacks got bananas," um, but just think about it for a more moment, right? Why do why why doesn't a human, when a human uh, consumes a banana, become a banana? Uh, rather, the banana gives up gives up its nutrients to uh, nurture and nourish the human body, right? There's a surrender there, right? <clears throat> and uh, so you see how kind of, how 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 is that designed, all right? Mm -hmm. Now, these are some questions that children would ask, right? Children, children would ask these kind of like, you may think wacky questions, but actually the questions are so sound. Why? Because they say what they see and they see what they say, right? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but on top of that, they also say what they don't see, right? Just to try and understand it. And uh, as you grow up, you forget about these things. You just take that as granted as the way. And as part of that, you lose some of the magic, mm. right? <clears throat> so there's this divine intelligence, right? So, um, so th that, that is everywhere. And this divine intelligence is um, contains the... Um, the intelligence and the um, all the attributes and behaviors that go with um, a certain uh, thing, right? Uh, to help help um, help help define it. Okay, mm. like I mentioned, the banana or the the seed of the rose plant and so on. See, even the same with the human body, because um, like when you cut yourself, 
how does the human body know how to heal? Like it's got that blueprint within itself of what the body should be like, right? That's right. 100%. 100%. I mean, you know, is we are self-healing. In fact, if you cut a plant, if you cut a tree, a tree will self-heal itself, okay? Mm. It will heal the wound, right? It will heal cut, all right? And, uh, and, um, and you, you see that, you know? Uh, <clears throat> if, you, if you splice one plant and splice another plant and, and connect them together and bind them together, they will start to integrate with one another, right? And that is, again, you know, people figured this out. So they've created hybrid plants as a consequence. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, you know, dogs interbreed. So you get mixed breed dogs, okay, for mm. instance. <clears throat> so you could take um, a golden retriever and you could take, I don't know, uh, uh, a bulldog. And then you get a hybrid golden retriever bulldog, right? <laughs> I don't know if that's a good match or not, but I don't know, <clears throat> right? Just making stuff up here, right? But, you know, you get these crossbreeds and then the, the baby is uh, a combination of the two, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you see how, you know, that imprint's in there, right? How does it know that it should look like one or not the other, right? Yeah. Um, for instance, so you, there, there is something magical going on. <clears throat> so that's the, the ocean of consciousness. But the ocean of consciousness also has, like I said, an intelligence, not just um, this uh, intelligent blueprint about how things that are submerged within it, which is everything in the, in the, in the cosmos, uh, how, it, how it works, but also, also um, a guiding energy. Okay, <clears throat> a guiding energy. Imagine you have a, an invisible friend, right? That's very wise, all-knowing, omnipresent, omnipotent, right? <clears throat> and and that 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 invisible friend holds your hand, right, and guides you through life. Okay, <clears throat> whether you know it or whether you don't, right? Um, the question is, would you like to know who that is and uh, what that intelligence feels like and how to connect with that intelligence so you can be more attuned with yourself and this higher intelligence that's, you know, ultimately what's kind of um, driving you through this uh, uh, physical experience. <clears throat> and uh, um, the, the divine dive is literally talking about going into a, an altered state of being so you can connect to that, not just the ethereal um, ocean of consciousness, the space that I talked about, that everything and anything is submerged into that exists, that ever existed and ever ex will exist, but also the divine intelligence within it, okay? Mm -hmm. So um, how do you do that? And really the answer to that is to meditate, okay? Um, about meditation it's just one way of uh, going into an altered way of being to connect to yeah do, do you know what comes to mind though is um it's a, a conversation we had some time ago it's, it's related to another topic in in the book as well but it's quite fitting here in, in the sense that you know we've heard we've heard um through many various channels about how you know you, you're like a drop um of water and you drop it into the ocean you become the ocean kind of thing right but i love the way you said it once and you said well you know what if you drop the ocean into the drop 
<laughs> yeah, if the what if the ocean fell into the drop, like you inverted it, right? And um, trying to imagine that was like, oh my goodness, because if you take a drop, you know, the drop goes down, it'll go into the water, it'll splash, it becomes one. But if you inverted that and you had a, a drop and the ocean fell into that, what would happen there, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I find that element of it quite interesting as well, because um, in, in a way, that's a bit of a divine dive. Um, you know, you're, you're not necessarily a drop getting into the ocean. The ocean is potentially dropping into you to be able to open you up. And like you said, like meditations are a way you can potentially connect into that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> and, um, you know, the when you start doing that, there's something that happens um, initially and that is there's a sense of um insignificance okay you, when you start to realize actually you're just a drop in the ocean there's a, a an overwhelming sense of um vastness right vastness okay <clears throat> because uh when you start to sit in the in the uh, ocean of consciousness you start to realize this ethereal space is infinite in the, by its very nature and because it's infinite then you know you're a drop you know and, and that's you know if you can compare that to an infinite ocean that's nothing right mm. but then you know it's, it's what you said there about you know you drop the ocean uh, that, that you drop the you put the drop into the ocean you know do you become the ocean or does the ocean become you well you are part of it and it is part of you and um, what should happen right as you advance your um your ability to divine dive deeper <clears throat> is um you'll start to realize because you are in this all-encompassing ocean of consciousness everything is connected there is nothing that is not connected to one another if i you know you, you might have heard that that saying you know um i think you mentioned it as well recently if a butterfly flaps its wing, wings um you know will that send a, a a ripple of consciousness and vibration in another part of um the cosmos you know <clears throat> and the answer to that is yes course it will why because it's all connected um and the the best way to kind of really put this into perspective is the pandemic okay now um the pandemic hopefully uh people can see that how closely we are all connected mm. right uh we all have to act together right to overcome it okay um the fact that we didn't all act together as uh nations and synchronize our our clocks on our timetables and just go on complete lockdown for two weeks right uh which would have uh, eradicated this thing this virus um meant that it's carried on every country's done its different thing okay it shows how uh, disjoint we are globally right but if we had just literally isolated for two weeks stayed at home not gone anywhere just put your feet up watch tv for a couple of weeks okay and that's it 
this uh, virus would have uh, run its course and died out, right? But we didn't do that. People still travel, different countries have different policies as they still do today, and it perpetuates, right? Um, so it shows actually the ultimate test is a test to work together. But uh, I think as a global family, we'll fail that test, right? Because it's still going, okay? A year and a half later, it's still rife. Uh, cases are still going up in the UK. And, um, you know, um, just because we're vaccinated doesn't make it any, any safer in some respects because there's still casualties. Anyway, um, the point is um, focusing on how it shows that we're all connected by this. And if something like this doesn't bring us together, I don't know what's going to bring us together. Okay. Uh, because there isn't anything else that anybody can agree on at, around the world, to be fair. Okay. <clears throat> um, and uh, recently, what we have noticed as well is um, um, a lot of flooding in a lot of different disparate places around the globe. Okay. Now, for a long time, uh, environmentalists and scientists have been talking about um, global warming. Okay. And also there's um, um, many studies that have also said that this is going to happen anyway, as a natural course of the cycles of mother earth. So, you know, it's going to happen. It just happens to be, we've kind of sped it up with um, increasing CO2, which traps more heat, which melts the icebergs, which increases the water levels, puts more humidity into the air, more rainfall, more floods, and so on uh so we've interesting been... one though because um you know they, they've been talking about how they've been using uh cloud seeding they've been using drones to influence clouds to create rain and all this kind of stuff so there's there's also that question about technology the interference of technology with the natural cycle of things how much that might have an effect on things as well right um and it just shows that there's some sort of weird matrix going on that could yeah. potentially be connected in that way as well it's funny you mentioned the, the, the rain because um, I read an article last week about um, artificially mm. um, artificial artificially stimulated rain in yep. Dubai. And um, the, the way they did it was they, they took some drones up into the, into the, into some clouds and literally gave ele electric, electric shocks, electric <laughs> the clouds, and they just uh, ended up um, um, ended up uh, pouring rain, uh, a lot of rain as well. Uh, so you're right, but you know, for every action, there's a consequence. For every inaction, there's a consequence. Okay, uh, but what you what you do tend to do as a as a result of uh, messing with nature's uh, natural rhythms is you change the rhythm. Okay. Was that Newton's law? Was it um, every action has an opposite reaction or something like that? Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> now, now, um, and, and, and you know, again, that that really talks talks to um, consequence. Okay, consequence of action, consequence of inaction, and people think, well, how can you have a consequence if you don't do anything, right? Well, actually, a lot. Right. Sometimes you need because to not doing something is still doing something, right? Yeah. Well, it's a refusal to change something potentially, right? <clears throat> so let's just say um, somebody's getting attacked in the street, 
and you've got a choice. You could you could shout and scare that scare the mugger off, and they could run away, right? Or you could stay quiet and let that person get mugged or potentially harmed, right? Uh, and let's just say hypothetically, if you shout, that would be at the end of it. And if you didn't shout, then something worse could happen. Now you've got a choice. Now there's people that will stand by and just let it happen, right? In fact, it's even worse because there's people that stand by, get their phones out, start recording it hmm. and not do anything. And we live in a quite a, a, a perverted society now where people will stand there and record something rather than actually yeah. help, right? And I, I don't, I, honestly, I don't understand that. Um, but that's just my opinion. Okay, that's just my opinion. I think, I think if uh, if um, if you could do something to help somebody in a positive way, then you've got an obligation to do that. As if you're being a fellow human being, we're talking about being connected, right? So why wouldn't you, right? What if it was, you know, a, your family member, you know, a loved one, uh, somebody of kin, right? Then, uh, then you're going to stand around. Would you want somebody to get the phone out, and start filming them, right? So, you know, this this connection goes much deeper than that. And I think, you know, it, it all boils down to one thing and that is about raising your consciousness, right? Which is why our work is all to do with self-mastery and self-realization, uh, or should I say self-mastery and then self-realization. Self-mastery is about <clears throat> cultivating mastery over your body and your mind. Okay, first and foremost, right? So you can carry yourself through life in, um, in, in, in a way which is congruent ecological to everyone and everyone in and around you. Um, and more importantly, um, you start to sharpen your sort of consciousness. So you start to act consciously. But when you start to act consciously, then what happens is you start going into the self-realization aspect, which is you start to tap into something greater than yourself. And that's where the divine dive comes in, okay? Where you now have to go inside to go outside, if that makes sense, okay? <clears throat> and um, to tap in and connect to our greater body, this oceanic body of consciousness, Okay. So um, um, that's really where we're going with this. And uh, it's about raising human consciousness. So if anybody else has thought things like things that we've mentioned about, for instance, people filming other people going through a hard time uh, for their own entertainment or whatever purposes or reasons they might have, <clears throat> then if you now, you know, think, well, actually, you know what? I have thought that, well, you know, maybe I won't get my phone. I'll actually do something about it. Or maybe people are getting it out to get some evidence. Well, would you need the evidence if it didn't happen in the first place? Because you intervened. Um, now, not everybody's fit enough to intervene, right? And it could be dangerous. So I get it. So there's a time and place, you know, if you think you can, then do it. If you think you can't, then don't do it. But then get someone else to help out if, if, if someone's available. Um, I'm not saying oh, there's always going to be somebody available to help in a sticky situation, but if you can, then you must try your best. And that's ultimately all you can do is do your best. And um, consciousness uh, and cultivating consciousness is really just about that, is acting consciously, is doing the right thing, even when everyone around you is 
doing the wrong thing, let's just say, okay, uh, <clears throat> or doing the thing that is not right, all right, um, and standing up, okay, uh, and that's, you know, just give you an example, when kids get bullied at school, um, most people stand around and let it happen, seldom do people stand up, why, because they don't want to get they don't want to be the one on the end of end of the situation where they end up being the target of the bully as well. But if everyone turned around, guess what happens to the bully? He has to look for a different way hmm. to channel that energy, right? And people take a stand and say, look, uh, really sorry, but we're not going to stand for this. And it changes. I've seen it happen, right? And this is essentially what we're talking about. So it's just acting consciously. Now, obviously, this podcast isn't about bullying, but just just give you an example, right? Um, you know, like, the interesting side on what you said there is is also that um, you, you you look at like people who have achieved some greatness in life as well. I and mean, when you followed their story, they actually do talk about how they went through the whole bullying element of it and how that aspect did actually make them stronger. I mean, it goes in different directions with different people. Some suffer really badly. Some people actually use it as a positive and make something manifest from it as well, right? Um, so it's interesting, like you're saying, we're all connected. You just don't know what you're going to be doing or what you might have done, how that might influence somebody way in the future. And it could have a positive or a negative effect in it. Um, so that's that's just another element of it, which is just like cause and effect and what's going on in that kind of scenario. So that connectiveness is a key there. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> and then, <clears throat> then the other aspect of, um, of the ocean of consciousness is it's, it's, um, it stores and remembers everything. Remember this thing, this thing is intelligent, right? So, um, oops, sorry. Um, so because it's intelligent, right? Um, it remembers everything and that i mean in in uh, in punjabi in hindi in sanskrit this ocean of consciousness has got a name we call it the akash mm. okay right akash people say akash just means sky no the akash means an ocean of consciousness and the the memory within it we refer to in the west as akashic records mm. Okay, uh, so it stores everything. It knows everything. It knows um, when uh, when you do something that isn't right. Okay, it knows when you do something that is that is right. Uh, in other words, it records everything. So it records your karma. Okay, and karma is something that eventually always normalizes back to a zero zero point okay now this is the topic of uh, another koan which we'll go into another day but the point is right if you do something untowards to someone right you will have to pay right you'll have to pay the price and um so you just leave it to it right and if you try and force that then you're creating your own karma as i say you know how people act is their karma how you react is yours so be very careful because this ocean of consciousness knows okay and, and it's interesting because like you're saying about the karma side of it which also means action right to take action of some sort um and how you do things in life and how you're living your life you're interacting with the world around you so there's no way that you can't influence it 
you know? So yeah. if you're doing something, you're influencing. If you're not doing something, you're still kind of doing something about it. Um, and it just depends if you're so involved out there with the community, yeah. you know, you're doing crazy marketing or whatever, you're pushing your message out, you're trying to create that ripple effect to connect and whatnot. And it can go the other way as well, which yeah. is amazing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And thanks for... Um kind of um, uh, translating the meaning of karma because um, it really does uh, put that whole thing back into perspective because that's exactly what karma is, is action uh, and inaction, right? Mm -hmm. It's normally people don't refer to that aspect of it, which uh, needs to be said because uh, sometimes, you know, people's inaction is seen as uh, support of those that are acting, and if those are acting in an unresourceful way and you stand by and watch or don't say anything, you're kind of condoning that by mm. not stopping it. Okay. So inaction has a negative effect, for instance. Okay. So just to kind of like, again, reemphasize that aspect of it. But so this ocean of consciousness is, is, uh, is massive. I'd actually like to read the, the Koan text body, if that's okay. Yeah, because, go for it. Because it's, it goes into, in uh, a bit deeper than that, right? So for, for those of you that haven't seen the image, this is the image of Divine Dive. You can see uh, literally a lady uh, diving. She's holding her heart in a kind of a, a meditative uh, uh, uh sense okay so i start off by saying bruce lee spoke about the stillness in stillness is not the real stillness only when there is stillness in movement does the universal rhythm manifest guru nanak an enlightened being and founder of sikhism taught the secrets to becoming still through a model he called jap a word from the ancient language gurmukhi jap is the process of recitation to achieve remembrance through number one loud physical body audible speech number two silent mental body thoughts and emotions number three causal body resonance and dance okay this process could be compared to swimming and diving thinking as we know it is like swimming on the surface of a lake but meditating with the aim of connecting to deeper levels of of the being through repeated and continuous focus on a sacred sound our breath resonance dance and focus visualization is like diving down into the cool and dark depths of water and ideally requires suspension or complete disidentification from usual mental activity and a surrender to the ocean of consciousness hazrat inayat khan in the mysticism of sound and music stated the word reaches as far as where it comes from what is received through the ears goes deeper into the soul than what is received through any other way. So we'll go on to talk about manifest your universal rhythm through discovering stillness in the, number one, movement of vibration of air, i.e. sound. Two, movement of, of the mind, that's thoughts, emotions, and visualization. And number three, movement of the body, resonance, dance, and martial motion, okay? So, so hopefully that kind of adds a bit more depth but the the key thing is is <clears throat> is connecting on deeper levels right uh to this ocean of consciousness through sound okay um which is you know sound could be through 
prayers and chanting and, uh, you know, music or even a guided meditation uh, or guided, um, uh, you know, um, um, even through, through, um, uh, when I when I mentioned chanting through the um, through the audible aspect of it, and sometimes I'll give an example. You may listen to a prayer or a chant in a language you don't understand, but the sound it still does its job. Okay, you don't need to understand the words, which is why it's important <clears throat> that you listen to positive music uh, or positive prayer or positive chanting right um which has a positive impact on your being okay the, the resonance of the sound you know it's just that feeling the vibration of it well, is what you're talking about there right well the the, the third the third item is the movement of the body which includes mm. resonance dance and martial motion right so um you've seen the um um the twirling was it the twirling devilishes, right? The, um, the, the, the Sufis that dance and they, Oh, twirl, right. Right. Yep. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> what happens is they dance, uh, mm. and they go, they dance in circles to a point where they end up in a higher state of being essentially, and they can connect to something that's much higher than themselves. Um, and um, so dance is used as, as a means to also connect. <clears throat> There's a lot of um, um, spiritual dances, tribal dances um, that are done in order to attain the same. Okay. And you just need to look at some of the real ancient cultures and traditions uh, across the world uh, from different parts parts uh, of uh, mother earth and you'll see how people have been doing this uh, mm. all along and uh, the the more remote and older places you go to where the, the traditions are even more primitive you'll realize <clears throat> their primitiveness actually is much more intelligent than what we understand is we do not even have words for half of the stuff that they do why because we don't understand it Okay, in the West, we don't understand it, right? So, so a lot of the words are adopted from these cultures, right? A lot of these words are adopted from from uh, from uh, from cultures um, that are richer uh, in in various aspects that are not understood in the West. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you, you mentioned in in the uh, chapter as well about the repet repetition. Um, and what's interesting about repetition is that repetition is a form of reprogramming. It's a form of conditioning. It's a practice. So it's even saying to do it on a regular basis so that you train your brain to be able to do this. And as we know, the more you train, whatever it is, whether you're thinking positive all the time, or you're thinking negative all the time, or whether you're doing exercise or not doing exercise, the more you do it, the better you become at it, whatever it is, good or bad, right? So the repetition element of it is very important as well. 100%. 100%. So, you know, on that note, you know, you, you train the body. Okay. So let's say, you know, you're, you're training to become a better swimmer. Let's stick to the, the diving topic. You're training to become a better swimmer over time, your body's going to adapt and uh, refine the movement. So you'll become a better swimmer and you'll be able to swim more efficiently. So use less energy to cover longer distance. Um, 
when you first start to swim, you might be worried or anxious about getting in the water, especially the deep end, right? <clears throat> so um, you may be hesitant from going into the deep end. So you, first of all, start doing wits in the shallow end, okay? <clears throat> and then you slowly build up the confidence to go in the deeper end over time. Um, and then, you know, you start to cultivate your mind. And then eventually you cultivate your spirit, all right? Uh, which is the the example that we gave, the koan is divine dive. You start to, you know, um, start to cultivate um, the subtle body aspect of yourself, your energetic body, okay? <clears throat> um, but like all of those aspects, the body and the mind, you, you just got to work on it and you're getting better and better at it. And here's, I'll just give you an example. When I used to start, first started meditating, um, and me meditation is the most consistent way to, to, to divine dive, okay? Um, there's many different ways you can divine dive, okay? <clears throat> um, and again, we're going to leave that for another day. But just on the topic of, uh, you know, meditation, as, as we said, you know, jump, job is to to recite okay now you can recite it through an audible manner you can recite it through a mental manner you can recite it through uh, with audible you've got the resonance physical resonance aspect and then you've got the mechanical aspect the dancing aspect of it and so on um and uh, you know we talked about the the mind as well the mental aspect of it which is the thoughts and emotions the visualizations visualization is massive you know if you can think it you can create it essentially right <clears throat> so um when i first started meditating i couldn't sit still you know I couldn't sit still. My legs were aching. My feet were aching. Uh, I kept jiggling around on the spot because my back wasn't comfortable. My butt wasn't comfortable, you know, and um, it was just, I just sat there just uncomfortable, just wiggling around and uh, uh, agitated and agitated, monkey yeah. mind. <laughs> all of these thoughts going on. And, you know, it's, the most common common uh, comment I get when we yeah about meditation or when people say you know ask me you know how do you how did you attain self realization how how do you meditate or I can't you know their first objection is I can't sit still I can't stop my mind and um, you just got to get better at it just by keep doing it you know just because you're not good at it doesn't mean you should not do it anymore in fact it's more reason to do it and that's the only way you're going to get better at it and it's like what... compounding isn't it like if you comp it's the compounding effect you know you you invest your time in it you do it you do it and do it and over time it just becomes so amplified so so much more better you're you're mm -hmm. like that able to change your state because yeah. um, it allows you to create mind mastery over time so it's practice over time basically that's right and I, I'll give you, um, I want to give you two very quick examples, right? When you're a baby and uh, you, you know, you learn to crawl and after you learn to crawl, uh, I mean, some babies don't even crawl. They just go straight to walking, but they simulate other people walking. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they're learning to walk, they're going to fall, fall down, you know, a lot. Okay. But they just get up and carry on. Right. They're not defeated by the fact that they can't walk. So, you know, 
I unless unless somebody's born with a disability, right, um, um, and they're unable to walk. Um, for those that are able to walk and, and have the um, the resources to do that and the the health and fitness to do that, I don't know any baby that that has the ability to walk that hasn't walked. Mm. In other words, they have never given up, given up. That's the point I'm trying to make. Okay, uh, they all keep going until they get it. Why? Because they've got a, a tenacious curiosity um, and um, sorry, a childlike curiosity and a tenaciousness to keep going. Right? They don't stop until they can actually walk. All right, and then once they can walk, guess what? They're running. Right. Mm. And then when that's when, you know, um, is that's when the parents have to run around after them. Right. <clears throat> um, so that's number one. <clears throat> the second example I wanted to give you was uh, writing. Now, writing, I'll be honest with you. Right. If you if you train, if you've ever trained a child, you'll remember how painful it was for you to learn to write. It's not easy. It's not easy. Just because you can't write doesn't mean you say, ah, oh, forget it. I'm not going to write anymore. Right. I don't want to write right? You know, you're taught to write in school and you have to just keep getting and going at it, whether you like it or not. And eventually you can write, whether you're writing scruffy or not, but you can write. That's the point. Okay. <clears throat> so your practice might not be refined. Okay. It might not be like art, artisan calligraphy, artistic calligraphy, calligraphy, should I say, but you can still write. And just like that with meditation, you'll be able to understand, you know, because you can express it and you can receive it. Because if you can write, you can also, you have to be able to read as consequences. So you've got a two-way communication there, right? Uh, so you build it that way. And this is why reading and writing is very much like meditating. You're right. You've got to just develop it over time. And you've got to just keep going until you get better and better and better at it. <clears throat> now, um, you get to a point where, um, I mean, I was average at English, uh, actually above, slightly above average at English. But when I, just before, uh, before uh, I did my GCSEs and I actually ended up with quite a good result in the end. But just before that, I was appalling, right? Because I just didn't know how to, how to uh, storyboard, how to, how to um, structure uh, a paper, for instance, a dissertation or a story or, or a piece of writing or a report, whatever it was. I didn't understand that. <clears throat> and uh, my teacher spent 15 minutes with me uh, after school to explain that to me. And I understood that concept. And um, um, one thing, one thing, um, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't brilliant at English, but all these years later, um, you know, 30 odd years later, you know, I've published three books and I would not have imagined that that would have been the case. <clears throat> but through reading over the years uh, and speaking to uh, uh, educate people uh, and intellectuals, um, surrounding myself with um, inspiring people, um, I've managed to write um, three books. And that was something that I'd, I wouldn't have imagined as a, as a kid. I wouldn't have imagined, uh, you know, even uh, uh, six, seven years ago that I was going to write. I have three books under the belt and uh, here we are. The point is, the point is you keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. And if you got a message, then it'll, you'll get better at it and you'll be able to express that eloquently.
all right? And um, that just happens over time. So just keep going. That's really the important aspect of it because eventually you'll get to a point where you'll sit down and you won't think about your feet, your legs, your butt, your back or anything. You'll get used to it, okay? And you'll just go into the divine dive and connect and then you can converse, okay? Uh, with with this divine intelligence within the ocean of consciousness. And that's ultimately where, you know, you want to get to, uh, but it requires work. And like anything, <clears throat> if you don't have any skin in the game, and you're not going to put the energy into it. You're not going to get anything out. The more you put in, the more you get out. Okay. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I think that's fantastic. And that just brings it down to that whole thing about action or inaction, you know, um, practice over time. Uh, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And, um, you know, the, the ability to go deeper into it allows you to kind of just, it's almost like the deeper you go into it, the more you get to actually know and understand about things. But the more you get to know and understand about things, you realize you know nothing. Because <laughs> right? yes. it's like endless. There's so much more you could potentially be learning, right? <laughs> it's, it's a bit like this book, you know, the the art of, of thinking without thinking. It's like, look at it. It's Look how thick that is. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you know, um, there's a lot in there. Uh, but in the overall scheme of, um, everything it's nothing. And, um, there's a lot that cannot be said in words, uh, yeah. when you connect to the ocean of consciousness and it really comes back right round full circle to the ocean in the drop, <laughs> right? Yeah. We'll come Absolutely. back to that. All right. So. I hope, no. uh, I hope, uh, I hope that's given you some, um, I'm going to put it this way, soul food for thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's been fantastic. So if you like, that's, um, uh, yeah, like I said, um, for anyone who is interested, um, obviously the books that Lax has written, this is one of them, The Art of Thinking Without Thinking. The other one is Original Truth. And the third book, which is the first book originally, is Master Your Life. And if you are interested in finding out more, you can go to martialmindpower.com or just go to Amazon. Just do a search for Sifu Lakloy or Martial Mind Power and it'll come up in the searches anyway. So um, do check them out because obviously the topic of this podcast that we're doing is a lot of the content that Lax has created in these books, put it together. And we're just sharing that with you guys. So, um, and if you want to study a bit more deeper, obviously you're welcome to do that. So on that note, Lax, is there anything else you want to say? Before you, before you close up, <clears throat> I just want to just throw something in there. <clears throat> these books, they wrote themselves. Okay. When you get, when you connect uh, and you just allow, uh, so let me start again. When you, learn how to do the divine dive and connect okay then what will happen is it will just come to you and you'll get that get the information all of that all of that knowledge will come through you or come to you through you and then you know when you understand what the message is then all you have to do is as a vessel just put it down on paper okay in my case, I put it down into a computer first and then into a book, right? But yeah, you get the idea, right? <clears throat> so um, so um, I, I will always say this. I may have physically typed these, all the words into, uh, into a computer, 
right? Which formulated these books, but this is not my work. This is from outside of me, okay? And I will uh, encourage and implore everyone to connect um, to the higher self. I call it, I call it your true authentic higher self and uh, really tap into your essence, your true message that you need to share in this world, right? Or the that thing that you need to do, and then just go out there and do it. So if you've got a message to share, then it will express itself in the way that you're, you're beautifully crafted, right? By this divine intelligence, just like the seed and the rose plant and so on, where we spoke about right at the beginning, um, to, to express that in your own way just like the rose, right, expresses its fragrance and expresses its beauty in the actual flower itself, you too are, uh, are born to, uh, to blossom and to spread your fragrance. So, so connect and do that, you know, and bring that beauty into the world because uh, I can say one thing for sure, there's, there's a lot of ugliness, but that ugliness exists because your beauty is essential. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And as, as like I said, you're unique in your message, you know, um, and express it in your own unique way. That's the best way to do it. And I think that's a fantastic note to um, wrap this podcast on. And um, yeah, we look forward to the next one. So thank you very much, Sifu Lakloe, and uh, everyone else. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you, guys. If you took some value out of this podcast, then please like and subscribe to our channel. If you feel this podcast will help a loved one, then please kindly spread this wisdom by sharing this podcast link with them. For more information and learning materials on how to cultivate self-mastery towards your self-realization inspired by martial arts and philosophy, please go to www.martialmindpower.com. See you in the next podcast.